Hi there, this is Talking Fashion for Mediarush. On today's episode, I wanted to talk to you about gender identity and gender expression and guide you through the basic terminology that we should all be familiar with in order to contribute to the discussions and the structural changes that are happening and that, are, that society is demanding. Uh, we have to take into consideration that these concepts are always evolving and the best way to be assertive is to ask the person in question how do they feel more comfortable, which articles they prefer to be referred as, and just make questions. So yeah, going to the subject, uh, we can establish that sex refers to our biology, to our hormonal information, our genitalia, and it's something that is given to us at birth. On top of that, there is a layer that we call gender that is basically a personal concept. It's the way we relate to our assigned sex and this is where identity uh, takes place. Once we have uh, defined gender identity, then we express that identity under the form of behavior, clothing, hairstyle, the way we speak, etc. And there's also something that is very different that is called uh, sexual orientation that responds um, not to gender identity, but to our object of attraction, our object of desire. So a person could be part, of, could be inside the binary, uh, but be gay, right? And the other way around. So yeah, gender identity is an idea that has been limited to a binary system that offers the possibility of being male or female. But the spectrum uh, is more complex and now we have other terms, and these are some of them. Well, firstly, the non-binary could be described as people who identify themselves as men and women at the same time, or as a middle ground category, or as something completely different that has not been defined before. So uh, sometimes it happens that non-binary are transgender, but non, not all transgenders are considered non-binary because usually transgenders have an, inclinations, have an inclination towards being men or women. Um, so yeah, so transgenders uh, is like an umbrella term that basically includes everyone whose uh, gender identity is different from their cultural expectations uh, based on their assigned sex. And most of them identify as men or women. Gender transitions, on the other hand, are the process are processes that people follow to align themselves to their interior concepts, right? And some people do social transitions and some people do medical transitions. So transsexuals are people who require medical assistance to transition from one sex to the other. On the other hand, intersex will always in, uh, refer to um, a wide range of people who have chromosomatic variations that sometimes are visible during early ages or during puberty, but sometimes are not. Gender fluid or gender queer is another term that refers to people who typically reject notions of static categories of gender and embrace a fluidity of gender identity and often, though not always, sexual orientation. 
There are other subcategories like agender, which is basically, uh, which means having no gender or being genderless. Bigender is people who feel they have two gender identities at the same time or interchangeably. Uh, pangender, that means having many or all genders within one culture. Multigender is having more than one gender, right? Uh, and yes, we have that. So we have all these categories and of course we have ways to, as we were saying before, to express those uh, gender identities. And clothing seems to be uh, a vehicle that conveys those transitions or those expressions in a very effective manner. So we tend to have three attitudes toward clothing. Uh, the first one would be compensating or overcompensating and uh, basically as a way to accelerate uh, the statement that we're making to the world. So sometimes we have creative and artistic and theatrical expressions such as, I don't know, maybe an Almodovar character, David Bowie, or we can think of Prince or Walter Mercado or any genius expression you can think of as someone who is basically having blurry lines of, of what it means to uh, dress in traditional dress codes. So there's that. The first one is compensating. The second one would be neutralizing corporality. So we will, uh, we're talking about uh, the intention of deleting traces of the corporality, so no curves, no no flesh, no nothing. So in a way that would make us more neutral, yes? So here we talk about oversized silhouettes, we talk about solid colors, we talk about just things that could, that can be more fluid in general, right? And another third one would be, well, basically conforming to the traditional dress codes which sometimes happens and sometimes we could have a person who is like um, as progressive as being pangender but conforming to the traditional dress codes assigned to their birth sex or or their predominant uh, gender identity and in this gender expansive fashion industry uh, offering there is a brand that I would like to share with you that's called Telfar that's like a very interesting brand from New York. And the fashion industry, of course, uh, is bringing to the, to cater all these new needs. Um, the fashion industry has a, an interesting offering of gender expansive brands. And there's one in particular that I love that is called Telfar. It's a unisex clothing brand created in 2004 and 2005 in New York City by Telfar Clemens and Babak Radboy. And basically in their words, they sell clothing that is not for you, but for everyone. They became famous for the popular Bushwick Birkin, which is a new urban version of the Birkin bag of Hermes. And is a tow wagon vegan leather. And it has a neutral typography that is, that, that is worth less than $300. Uh, their design line is based on sportswear and just being comfortable. And they have won awards like the CFDA Vogue Fashion Fund Prize. And even Gap was negotiating with them at the end of last year and the beginning of this year. 
They even had sketches of a first line because Gap wasn't doing very well financially and also branding wise. So they contacted the, the creative directors and um, they were going to be in charge of developing the gender fluid line for Gap. What happened was that the COVID hit, they had like some changes in the board and then they decided to negotiate with Kanye West instead, just because presumably it would be a safer bet uh, in terms of a bigger audience, right? So regardless of this uh, uncomfortable situation, the brand is still relevant now more than ever. And it's a symbol of a status inside the creative, genderqueer, African-American hipsters, and basically the community in Brooklyn and downtown Manhattan that identify with this inclusive message and their cool aesthetics. So yeah, this was Talking Fashion. I'll see you next week and thank you for listening.